Hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of Reading Harry Potter with an 11 year old. Now in this podcast I read Harry Potter and it's enjoyable I guess. I mean lots of people listening to my podcast so I guess it's enjoyable. Um, right now we're reading Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone by J.K. Rowling. This is the first book in the series and we're reading the fourth chapter, The Keeper of Keys. Now, I don't feel too well. Um, I'm going to cough a bit during this uh, episode, um, and but I hope that's okay. And you won't have to listen to me that long because I'm probably only going to be reading half a chapter today. So I hope that's okay, but... Yeah, as I've said in my previous episodes, this podcast is intended for all ages, um, whether it be one-year-old or one trillion years old. And no matter what race, what age, how poor you are, what, how rich you are, doesn't matter. Everyone just deserves to listen to some Harry Potter. So, um, I really don't have anything else to say except... That Harry Potter is great. I've loved it my whole entire life. Tried reading it to my sister, but she doesn't want to read it. So why not read it to some other six-year-old out there? And shout out to all you guys who have been watching, uh, listening to this podcast. Really do appreciate it. And um, if you want to criticize me, or not bad criticism, constructive criticism, um, please leave a voice message. I will be leaving a link in the description. Um, yeah, I hope you enjoyed this episode of Reading Harry Potter, um, and The Philosopher's Stone by J.K. Rowling, um, The Keeper of Keys. So, let's get started. Okay, let's get started. Boom! They knocked again. Dudley jerked awake. Where's the cannon? He said stupidly. There was a crash behind them, and Uncle Vernon came skidding into the room. He was holding a rifle in his hands. Now they knew what had been in the long, thin package he had brought with them. Who's there? He shouted. I warn you, I'm armed. There was a pause, and then... Smash! The door was hit with such force that it was swung clean off its hinges and with a deafening crash, landed flat on the floor. A a giant of a man was standing in the doorway. His head was almost completely hidden by a long, shaggy mane of hair and a wild, tangled beard. But you could make out his eyes, glinting like black beetles under his hair. The giant squeezed his way into the hut, stooping so that his head just brushed the ceiling. He bent down, picked up the door, and fitted it easily back into its frame. The noise of the storm outside dropped a little. He turned to look at them all. Couldn't make us a cup of tea, could ya? It's not been an easy journey. He strode over to the sofa where Dudley sat, frozen with fear. Budge up, you great lump, said the stranger. Dudley squeaked and ran behind his mother, who was crouching, terrified, behind Uncle Vernon. And here's Harry, said the giant. Harry looked up into the fierce, wild, shadowy face and saw that the beetle eyes were crinkled into a smile. Last time I saw you, you was only a baby, said the giant. 
You look like a lot like your dad, but you got your mom's eyes. Uncle Vernon made a funny rasping noise. I demand you, you once leave at... No, I demand that you leave at once, sir, he said. You are breaking and entering. Ah, shut up, Dursley, you great prune, said the giant. He reached over back behind the back of the sofa and jerked the gun out of Uncle Vernon's hands and bent it into a knot as easily as if it had been made of rubber and threw it into the corner of the room. Uncle Vernon made another funny noise, like a mouse being trodden on. Anyway, Harry, said the giant, turning back on the Dursleys. A very happy birthday to ya. Got some out for you here? I might sat on it at some point, but it'll taste alright. From an inside pocket of his black overcoat, he pulled a slightly squashed box. Harry opened it with trembling fingers. Inside, a large, sticky chocolate cake with Happy Birthday, Harry, written on it in green icing. Harry looked up at the giant. He'd meant to say thank you, but the words got lost on the way to his mouth. And he, what he said instead was, Who are you? The giant chuckled. True. Haven't introduced myself. Rubius Hagrid, keeper of keys and grounds at Hogwarts. He held out an enormous hand and shook Harry's whole arm. What about that TA? Eh? He said, rubbing his hands together. I'd say I'd I'd not say no to some that stronger if you got it, mind. His eyes fell on the empty grate with the shriveled chip packets and in it and snorted. He bent down over the fireplace. They couldn't see what he was doing, but when he drew back a second later, there was a roaring fire there. It filled the whole damp hut with flickering light, and Harry felt the warmth watch over him, as though he sunk into a hot bath. The giant sat back down onto the sofa, which sagged under his weight, and, and began talking about taking all sorts of things out of his pockets, out of his of the pockets of his coat. A copper kettle, a squashy packet of some sausages, a poker, a teapot, several chipped mugs, and a bottle of some amber liquid, which he took a squeak from before starting to make some tea. Soon, the hut was full of sound and the smell of sizzling sausage. Nobody said a thing while the giant was working, but as he slid the first six fat Juicy, slightly burnt sausages from the poker. Dudley fidgeted a little. Uncle Vernon said sharply, Don't touch anything he gives you, Dudley. <laughs> Sorry. Um, the giant t- chuckled darkly. Your great pudding of, su- of a son done need fatten any more, Dursley. You don't worry. Don't worry. He passed the sausages to Harry, who was still so hungry he had never tasted anything so wonderful, but still couldn't take his eyes off the giant. Finally, as nobody seemed to explain anything, he said, I'm sorry, but I still don't really know who you are. The giant took a gulp of tea and wiped his mouth with the back of his hand. Call me Agrid, he said. Everyone does. And I told you. I'm the keeper of keys of Hogwarts. You'll all know about Hogwarts, of course. Uh, no, said Harry. Hagrid looked shocked. 
Sorry, Harry said quickly. Sorry, barked Hagrid, turning to stare at the Dursleys, who shrank back into the shadows. It's them who should be sorry. I knew you weren't getting your letters, but I never thought you wouldn't even know about Hogwarts for crying out loud. Did you never wonder where all your where your parents learned it all? Or what? asked Harry. Or what? Hagrid thundered. Now just wait one second. He leapt to his feet. In his anger he seemed to feel his anger seemed to fill the whole hut. The Dursleys were towering against the wall. Do you mean do you mean to tell me? He growled at the Dursleys. That this boy, this boy, knows nothing about, about anything. Harry thought this was going a bit far. As he'd been to school, he'd been to school after all, and his marks weren't bad. I know some things, he said. I can, you know, do maths and stuff. Oh no, sorry. I was doing it in the context of Harry, Hagrid. I know some things, he said. I can, you know, do maths and stuff. But Hagrid simply waved his hands and said, About our world, I mean. Your world. My world. Your parents' world. What world? Hagrid looked like if he was about to explode. Dursley! He boomed. Uncle Vernon, who had gone very pale, whispered something that sounded like mimblewimble. Hagrid stared wildly at Harry. You must know about your mum and dad, he said. I mean, they're famous. You're famous. What? My my mum and dad weren't famous, were they? You don't know. You don't know. Hagrid ran his fingers through his hair, fixing Harry with a bewildered stare. You don't know what you are, he said finally. Uncle Vernon suddenly found his voice. Stop, he commanded. Stop right there, sir. I forbid you to tell the boy anything. Uh, a braver man, a braver man than Vernon Durst would have quailed under the furious look Hagrid gave him now. When Hagrid spoke, every syllable trembled with rage. You never told him, never told him what was in the letter Dumbledore left to him. I was there. I saw Dumbledore leave it, Dursley, and you've kept it. You've kept it from me, from him all these years. Kept what from me, said Harry eagerly. Stop! I forbid you! Yelled Uncle Vernon in panic. Aunt Petunia gave a gasp of horror. Ah, uh, go boil your heads, both of you, said Hagrid. Harry, you're a wizard. There was a silence inside the hut. Only the sea and the whistling, and the whistling wind could be heard. I, I'm a what? A wizard, of course. Said Hagrid, sitting back, <clears throat> sitting back down on the sofa, which groaned and sank even lower, and a thumping good one, I'd say. Once you've been trained up a bit, with a mum and dad like yours, what else would you be? I reckon it's about time you read your letter. Harry stretched out his hand to take the yellowish envelope, addressed in emerald green to Mister H. Potter. The floor on the hut, the floor. Hut on the rock, the sea. He pulled out the letter and read, Hogwarts School of Richcraft and Wizardry. Headmaster, Albus Dumbledore. Order of Merlin, first class. Grand Sorcerer, Chief Warlock, Muggle, Supreme Mugwump, International 
Confederation of Wizards. Dear Mr. Potter, we are pleased to inform you that you have been you have a place at Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry. Please find enclosed list of all necessary books and equipment. Term begins on 1st of September. We await your hour by no later than 31st of July. Yours sincerely, Minerva McGonagall, Deputy Headmistress. Questions exploded inside Harry's head like fireworks and he couldn't decide which to ask first. After a few minutes, he stammered, well, What does that mean? They await my owl? Galloping Gorgons, that reminds me, said Haggard, clapping a hand to his forehead with enough force to knock over a cart horse. And yet from another pocket inside his overcoat, he pulls an owl, a real-life, rather ruffled-looking owl, a long quill and a roll of parchment. With his tongue, with his tongue between his teeth, he scribbled a note which Harry could read upside down. Dear Mister Dumbledore, Harry, given Harry his letter, taking him to buy his things tomorrow. Weather's horrible. Hope you're well, Hagrid. Hagrid rolled up the note, gave it to the owl, which clamped it in its beak, and went to the door, threw the owl out into the storm. Then he came back in and sat down as though it was normal. It was as normal as talking on the telephone. Harry realised his mouth was open and closed it very quickly. Where was I? said Hagrid. But at that moment, Uncle Vernon, still ashen-faced, but looking very angry, moved into the firelight. He's not going, he said. Hagrid grunted. I'd like to see a great muggle like you stop him. A what? said Harry, interested. A muggle, said Hagrid. Um, it's what we call non-magic folk, like them. And it's your bad luck that you grew up in a family of the biggest muggles I've ever laid eyes on. We swore when we took him in, we'd put a stop to that rubbish, said he, uh, said Uncle Vernon. Swore we'd stamp it out of him. Wizard indeed. You knew, said Harry. You knew. Uh, I'm a... Uh, a wizard? So guys, that's going to be all for today. As I said, I'll be only reading half a chapter because I don't feel too well. Um, but I don't think... Um, I got too croaky there, but I'm not sure. I need your opinion on that. Um, yeah, so I really, really hope you enjoyed this episode of Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone, Chapter 4, The Keeper's Keys, The First Half. Please follow me, because at this point of time, my podcast is only available on Spotify, but if you are listening on Spotify or any other, um podcast form like apple podcast or tune in or whatever please make sure to follow me leave a review and rating down below um you can send in a voice message a link will be in the description um yeah i really hope you enjoyed episode i believe this is number five now yeah i'm pretty sure it's number five um i hope you enjoyed um and i guess i'll see you when I make 
another video. So, I guess I'll see you guys later. Bye. Thank you.